0: What's up, bikers? I'm Robert, and today I'm gonna give you a little pre-intro intro. intro. Unfortunately, you guys are gonna have to bear with bad audio for the first 12 minutes of this podcast. Somehow, the microphone got switched in my settings and was set to something else that must have been like a mile away, and it just sounds like crap. But I think you guys can get the gist of the conversation, what's going on, and keep in mind, it's only 12 minutes. I hope you enjoy this episode. It was a lot of fun. What's up, bikers? Welcome to episode 163 of the Biker Bar podcast live stream. Maybe we, maybe we, maybe we should drop the live stream. I feel like 163 episodes in, you guys kind of know it's a live stream. It's just a podcast, anyways. Today's episode is just the maker. I'm really stoked to have her on. It's been a, a a while that we've been trying to link up, so here we finally are. And I think like. When I was writing the, the the show notes, I was thinking to myself, with the people that are the short form form content creators, it's not as easy to kind of really get to know who they are because there are they're a lot of skits and stuff like that. So I think an opportunity like this would be really fun to um, find out what makes just be the maker. So anyways, if you guys are on Patreon, I really, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's people like you that keep this show going. This is 100% grassroots at this point. I don't have you know, Joey Trek knocking down my door, so it's the people like you that, that honestly make this happen. And if you're enjoying the podcast on a regular basis, do me a favor, swing by Patreon. Honestly, it's as cheap as a buck, or you could throw $5 in and um, get some little extra content and really keep the beer fridge full and maybe buy some canned beer while we're at it. Anyways, I really appreciate everybody out there um those of you guys that are listening on the podcast if you're on the apple podcast platform run by there and, and give me a five-star review that'd be sweet i really like running uh going over there and checking them out so it means a lot to me anyways let's bring jess on and uh we'll get started how's it going jess? whoa
1: it's going good so good Bye-bye. to be here in this cool frame and yeah, yeah. thanks for having me i appreciate yeah, it yeah. i know it took us a little while to sync up and I was super busy, like the first time you asked me, and I feel like we met in person. I
0: think it was at Sedona.
1: Sedona, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's now, however many months ago, but Snowdona. It was Snowdona. Um, yeah, oh yeah. but uh, oh, you disappeared. Where are you?
0: I know, man. It's, is this part no, of the show? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is how it goes. So, is this uh, how is it? Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: fine. Act you natural, you know that you deal on
0: with other people, no. You're not <laughs> um, for some so reason. I still hear you though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. My camera just decided that it didn't want to be part of the show. It's
1: okay. I could give everyone a tool, tour of my cool studio, which is uh, essentially just our sunroom, and you can see the back of the uh, smoker out there. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, That's anyways, well, um, I figured this out. Um, I don't even know what part of the country I'm. Where, where are you at?
1: Really? I'm. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, just north of there a little bit, about 15 minutes north, um, in a town called Bella Vista. Oh, right
2: on.
1: Yeah. I'm not from here, though. I've only lived here for two years uh, with my significant other, Tony. And uh, so this is relatively a new home. But yeah, no, Bentonville's great. We love it. It's it's awesome. Oh, speaking of Tony, he's bringing me a delivery beverage. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I got so excited I forgot to like bring a beverage into the into my studio.
0: <laughs> it's all right. Um yeah. so what got you into mountain biking?
1: Mm. Man, that's well, I so there's a few different oh, I see you again. You're back.
0: Yeah, I fixed it. Okay.
1: Can you fixed it. <laughs> um All these
0: years uh, in IT, all I had to do is start yeah. video again. Right?
1: Well, I would I would say there's two different stories because one is like the first time I ever knew mountain biking was a thing, which was when I was a kid, probably about six six years old or so. Uh, I grew up in the Poconos of Pennsylvania, just south I'm of Scranton. If you're familiar, I'm actually from Pennsylvania as well. No, you aren't. Where are you from? I'm from New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, I grew up in the Poconos, as you know.
2: You and
0: understand? I'm gonna I'm gonna intersect. No, first. yeah, now, do, do it, and do it. The last guest I have on, these two younger creators from apparently Pennsylvania. I All didn't Pennsylvania. know I from, And they're actually from the same city as me. Like, no,
1: yeah, I New mean, yeah. York isn't that far from where I grew up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so, really anyways, you're,
0: you're from the Poconos. Sorry. <laughs>
1: good old Poconos. And when I, I, I kind of lived off of, I lived on a dirt road. And, um, you know, the kid down the street who is like my childhood friend, Jason had a mountain bike. I mean, it was just essentially a bike with knobby tires and some gears. And so I had asked Santa one year for Christmas. I really wanted to keep up. I, I, I also wanted a mountain bike, but what showed up was there must've been some lines crossed where like Santa didn't get like the full memo because (laughs) I got like, (laughs) I got the like, you know, pink, coaster brake banana seat streamer adorned oh there you go bike but i mean i tried to i I tried to ride that thing with all my little with all with all my might you know and so i didn't get a mountain bike then i did get one in college that i just commuted around on i didn't really take it off trail and then my partner a lot of
0: people at at some point in their life they thought like yeah I don't know if it was like really successful marketing from companies or what, but it was like if you're gonna ride a bike anywhere than on pavement, you need a mountain bike.
1: Yeah, any off, you know? <laughs> grass, you know, grass, you Yeah, get yeah. So there. like
0: everybody was like, Yeah, no, I need a mountain bike. And then I yeah. didn't necessarily know that like mountain biking was a thing that was different. From
1: that. Totally, yeah. I didn't really know either. And then um then post college, uh I was in a relationship. And the guy that I was with uh, was really, really into mountain biking, probably already at that point, like 10 years into mountain biking, he started Mm -hmm. riding probably in the early 2000s. And so this was now, this is like 2011 Mm
2: -hmm. is
1: around the time that I kind of got started into it. And it was not love at first ride. I was on a borrowed hardtail, two sizes, like too big for me. And I wasn't even on a mountain bike, like I wasn't on single track the first time I like had a a true crash. I like remember I, we just, we were like 10 minutes into our, my first ride technically. And I just grabbed a fistful of front brake and went over the bars and I was definitely like, why do people do this? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, being from Pennsylvania, you know, it's um, a lot of East coast riding is a lot of rocks, a lot of roots, uh, up and down elevation quite a bit. And, um, I was like, this is hard. Like why do people like this? And it wasn't until, I don't know, something kept kept me coming back though. I think it was the challenge of it. And like the fact I wanted to spend time with this dude. So I was like, okay, I want to spend time with you. So you really like this sport. So I'm going to really like it, but I really didn't until (laughs) I met, until I met other people I enjoyed riding with who I could actually see on the trail. Cause he was like one of those single speed types, you know, who like, literally couldn't go slow enough
0: for me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you guys just started together and then like yeah. would meet up at the I'd
1: Never trail. see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. never see him on the trail. I'd see him at intersections. He wouldn't even be out of breath. I'd be like dying. And yeah. then um but I feel like that was the single speed he
0: was there for like 15 minutes, right? Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He'd been waiting there. He had plenty of time to like probably eat a few snacks and catch his breath. And, um, and then now, now that I look back and like understanding single speeds and stuff, I'm like, okay, yeah. Like I get it. He couldn't, he couldn't go that slow. (laughs) He like literally couldn't go that slow, but, uh, but yeah, no, I just kept up with it and, um, yeah. I love mountain biking. That's what brought brought us together. (laughs) So many of us together. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind
0: of crazy. You know, it definitely wasn't, um, I've always been into bikes, you know, from, from a young age and yeah. uh, it's kind of always been kind of like loosely part of who I was, you know what I, mean? yeah. but I never really thought that it would be something that encompassed as much of my life as it has. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I would imagine with you, like the majority of your friends are, are probably riders, right, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, it's a great I, way to meet friends as adults because it's hard to make friends as adults Um, like in your, you know, once you get out of college and you're like, well, how do I make adult friends? And so having a, having, um, a sport or a hobby like mountain biking is great because you can do, do, you could go on rides by yourself with one other person with a group of people or, you know, it's pretty, pretty malleable in that way, which is really neat.
0: Yeah. One of my friends said to me that, um, the, the thing that's that, that I think that mountain bikers together mm-hmm. even more is. It's one of those sports that if you don't consistently do it, like you won't, like you'll lose your fitness or you feel yeah. sad or whatever. So everybody that's into it is like, hey, I don't want to miss this weekend because I don't want to like yeah progress more the- or what whatever. Totally. So because of that, you end up hanging out with everybody else that wants to do the same thing as you. <laughs> you yeah.
2: Know?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Although I will say. I just got an e-bike. Yeah, There's
2: nothing wrong with
1: that. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because literally, I was smiling the whole time today on the ride. I was just like, "What have, what have I been waiting? Why, why?" It's and it's, it was fun. I had such a good time, and it. I still got a really good workout, um, but I was able to lap more stuff, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a friend who has an e-bike, so we got to kind of hang and talk together. And she's a recovering. She just had. A baby four months ago so mm-hmm. this is huge for her too because getting back on the bike and kind of like you said building back the stamina like building back the endurance it's hard when you've been off the bike or like you know being from the northeast it's like you have winter season you can't really ride so every spring i remember being like it's almost like you have to it's like spring legs you know you have to like get back into it and so um the e-bike has been fun i will say yeah very fun yeah
0: were you were, were you like conflicted about it, or like was it just like a financial thing that you didn't want? To
1: it was it? mostly a financial thing. Like I don't know that I could just like drop that much money on an e bike, but also I already I already I think time too. Like having only so much time in the week, and if I only have a few days where I could get out for a ride. I want to mm-hmm. ride my acoustic bike, you know. And so for me it was mostly like do I have the time to even fit e-bike rides in cuz uh, although they are fun. Um I still want more of the fitness aspect, right? And like just being able to to cruise on my analog bike, but um so mostly it was that and just, you know, also probably Tony was like we've our bike room has has exploded with more bikes. There are so many bikes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely my garage too. It's yeah. like, um it's a problem. You know, it's one of those things where like, mm-hmm. if you have somebody come to your house to work on something and the garage is open, yeah, you're absolutely. definitely like, oh, do you have a bike shop or something? Yeah. You know, like- <laughs>
1: They're like weird. You don't keep your cars in your garage. You keep <laughs> your bikes in your garage. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How, why do you have so many? It's yeah. Like- I know. Well, we have one for every type of thing, you know, you never know. What you're yeah. gonna need different bikes for.
2: And if one you know, goes out of commission, right? you need a backup
0: right? bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know, like, or like when you first get started, you you think to yourself mm-hmm. that like
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I just need one bike that's gonna do it all. Like, like
2: mm-hmm. it's just a mountain bike, right? Right. And then
0: the more you do it, the more you're like, yeah. Well, this kind of trail. <laughs> <laughs> the justification behind it. I
1: think it was the guys at uh, uh um who did what was it the like they're on YouTube they're the same ones who filmed uh like the mahalo my dude folks Oh day. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah I know who you're talking about.
1: Yeah um they did the video about like becoming a mountain biker essentially and how it just right. starts off so innocent you know just like looking into it you get you get a bike and it just never ends it's just like okay you get a bike and then you get all the gear and then you get another bike and then you you know it's just yeah it just never ends.
0: Yeah so um what made you decide to to start getting into content creation
1: yeah that's a good
0: question I really didn't
1: decide <laughs> i I really didn't plan for it to be a thing um hence my handle just the maker it was actually my design uh graphic design uh handle so I that's what I went to school for I, I went as a Graphic design major, and then I worked in a bunch of different tech companies as um, mostly doing web design and also some creative direction and working with teams. Super fun! And I had a little side portfolio uh, and freelance called Just the Maker, and I mostly did still a lot of design, but illustration and stuff like that. And so I was using Instagram as more of that, like kind of like mm-hmm. a showcase of my design work and then right. um and every it was kind of my personal, you know, handle. It was really like, okay, I'll post a couple mountain bike things here and there. Oh, I'll post design stuff. I lived on the yeah. road for 2 years, so I post a, I posted a lot about travels and mountain biking and also just random illustrations I would do and yeah. And then you know, fast forward, I, you know, when Tony and I moved to Bentonville, Um, I had left the tech world and I took a little bit of time off from working, which I felt like I could do because here it's the cost of living here is pretty, it was, I should say it was lower. I think it's a lot higher now, but it was lower. And so we felt like we could, you know, we didn't have to pay as much, you know, per month for cost of living. So I really took some time away from design because I was feeling a bit burnt out. And this, this goes for anybody who's like thinking about a career change, really, because I was kind of like, I'm just going to take a pause. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to take a pause. And so I got back into mountain bike coaching, which I had my certification, uh, my level one certification for years with PMBIA. And then I, I saw that a lot of people got into mountain biking here in Bentonville through COVID. So there were a lot of people that were just starting out. So there was a good, a big need here for coaches. So I, I got involved with an organization here called the Women of Oz. So I coached mm-hmm. with them. So I kind of did that part time here and there. So I was mountain biking a lot and meeting more people in the community. And I just thought it'd be funny to post some funny videos, because especially being around beginners. Again, you start to realize how many things are just so funny in terms of like looking through the eyes of being a beginner again and how the sport can feel incredibly intimidating and whatnot. And so I was like, you know, like it just would be really funny to like make some funny videos that feel relatable or approachable. And so I just started making videos for fun. I didn't really intend for it to be a job or anything. I just thought, Hey, like TikTok and Instagram reels are kind of like coming out and people are using Instagram for video instead of photo Why don't I just put together some funny videos? And that's what I did. And then it started to blow up. And then I really couldn't, at that point after, especially as it started to grow, I didn't even have the thought of, oh, should I change my Instagram handle to something else like mountain bike specific? Like, I really was like, I don't know what to do right now. This is interesting. And I, it took me a while to get to the point where I was like, oh, I could, this could be a job. I I still, I would say it took me a good year um mm-hmm. into it. And I'm only into it now a year and a half. So it's not even been that long. So I will say mm-hmm. probably this the turn of this year, like being into it for a year, I was like, okay, this this could be something that I could make into into a living, it seems like. Um it's not it's certainly by no means like the most luxurious life <laughs> in terms of, you know, trying to make money, but I'm learning and 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 whatnot. Yeah.
0: I think that um I think the fiscal part will come. I think it's a newer like kind of space for Mm -hmm. let's just say the bike industry, you know? Yes. So there's a lot, I mean, I'm sure from your experience, there's a lot of places that don't really like Mm -hmm. understand it. You you know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the bike, I will say the bike industry seems like they are, they are, I think starting to see more of a benefit, you know, I've followed along like, Seth and Seth's bike hacks for many years. And it's cool. Like, I think it would be great to get to a point. And this is why I've kind of started dabbling into the YouTube space, but it's a totally different space and it's definitely intimidating to me because it's a different format, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. um, I am bummed that Instagram doesn't pay, like doesn't incentivize creators in the same way that like YouTube does. It is kind of a a pain because essentially, you know, there was the YouTube or the, I'm sorry, there was the Instagram bonuses program that was happening for a while. And a few of my friends like outside Brendan, you know, they were making like a decent amount of money off of reels and, Mm -hmm. but you had to be like invited to this program. I don't, I don't really know what the criteria was, but I was never invited. It was funny when they got rid of it, you know, a few of my other content creator friends, they were like, oh, such a bummer, you know, I was making like X amount of money a month with through reels bonuses. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, oh, what well what were you making? Cause I never even like got invited to yeah. the program. So I don't even know. But like, so um, so yeah, I, I do think, like you were saying, I think it will come. And I have had some partnerships that were are like both in industry and kind of out out of industry that have gone really well and they do pay. And so it is you know it is i think the more i kind of keep up with it and kind of keep pushing through you know i think the better because it's 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 definitely challenging but yeah it, you know it kind of feels like a hustle um but at the same time i really enjoy what i do and yeah hopefully i think what I'm doesn't friends. feel like
0: a hustle though you know what i mean yeah I think that's true it's like yeah like if you think about like like your your job experience before i mean it's not like like you were like you got out of school and you're like sweet they
2: just give me money. <laughs> <laughs> you money. <know? laughs>
1: yeah, you're right. It always there's always a level of hustling for sure. But yeah. am I allowed to curse on the podcast? Is it about It's to... a bar,
0: man. You can do whatever you want. Oh, it's a
2: bar. It's
1: a bar. Well, <laughs> like it's I'm not the one who invented the saying, but I like anything you do, there is a shit sandwich. You know, yeah. like no matter what it is, whether you work a nine to five and you work at like in corporate or you work for yourself and you have your own business and you're doing essentially what you want to be doing. I I don't know. I feel like no matter what you do, even if it's your dream job, there will be a shit sandwich and you just have to, but at least, at least it's a shit, if you're doing what you want to do, at least it's a shit sandwich. Sit. I can't even say, I can't even talk. (laughs) At least it's a shit sandwich that you can, you know,
0: you you could
1: tolerate. (laughs)
0: right well i mean if you made it like yeah you made 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 your own yeah you made your
1: own little (laughs) shit sandwich um so Yeah.
0: yeah what's um what's intimidating about the youtube space to you
1: you know, I and think I'm assuming, like,
0: just to clarify for some people, right, I think, right. as a creator, when I heard you say that, you're thinking long, long-form yeah, content. Yeah, long-form So long-form. Um, just so people know, that's what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. So YouTube, long-form content, also building a whole nother, um audience, like a whole new community because it is, mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's a different audience. I, I think that there's a, you know, so I think those two are the primary things. And with long-form content, like anything, it's like, the more you do it, the easier it does get. And I have put together a few longer form videos recently, not necessarily for YouTube. Well, one was a YouTube video, but I've for some some of my brand partners, I did I did a video, I think it was like three to four minutes long for stands, no tubes, on how to set up your wheel tubeless.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: first of all, I was so sweaty during this whole filming process. <laughs> Because (laughs) we borrowed, we 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 asked a a buddy of mine who has this really awesome Airbnb and the whole garage area is kind of a bike lounge. Super cool. Mm -hmm. But it was it was the heat of the summer and we're in this garage. It's not cooled or heated. It's it's so it's essentially just this hot sauna in
2: there. Right. And it's
1: a cool the way it looks is really cool so we're like this is awesome so in theory we're like this is a great place to film this long form video that we need to do for stands." and i like probably every few minutes had to run into the house and like dab this i was just dripping sweat (laughs) and especially since you know like setting up a wheel tubeless you're like holding the tape like so taut and like (laughs) i felt like i was like really exerting myself quite a bit trying to like set this wheel up and so i'm sure people <laughs> that watch the video are like is she having a hard time like was she gonna have a heart attack she looks like anyway so um but editing that so i i did recently s- switch over from adobe um premiere to da Vinci, which really? i really like i really like that oh, a lot um i find davinci during this one of I find I'm it to guys. be oh I find it to be super intuitive and it of course like anything any new program it takes a little bit of um time to get used to it especially if you're yeah. used to like I'm used to using the entire Adobe suite because I you know yeah. in the design world I always used Illustrator and Photoshop so premiere just seemed like the the thing that yeah. made sense for me. But after talking to a few people that were like, no, no, you got to try DaVinci, I was like,
0: okay, I'll do it. And I did. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is pretty great. Um, yeah, see, I work in those other applications, too. And that's the same. Uh, it's really, like, refreshing to hear you, just, you say that. Because to me, like, yeah, that's the same reason where I'm like, dude, I'm in the suite. Like I already, I know like, I you're own half my soul. You
2: know? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I'm like, I pay a monthly subscription. I yeah. can't say goodbye. Yeah, so, no, I mean, who I cares mean... if I'm using my daughter's email address from college? <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I, mean? not, I do not blame you.
1: Um, <laughs> honestly, though, I you know what you could do? Like, download the free the yeah. free version and just try to do one video in there. Yeah, and that's what I did. I was like, I'll give it a try, and I gave it a try, and I was like, okay. I like this, I and it, it. but it took a little while. I was like, wait, the shortcuts are different. i give it a good, you know, a good yeah. couple tries to just like see how you like it. Um, the
0: funny thing is when I very first started, you know, um, I, I didn't know anything about editing. So I got online mm. and I was like, what's free? And the, the thing that came up was like, all these movies have been made in Da Vinci. And I was like, and it's free? And I was like, oh, wow, those are, like, yeah. real big movies and stuff. And I downloaded it, and then I went to YouTube, and I was like, okay, how do I use this shit? And uh, and back then, there was, like, no – if they were out no there, there were – tutorials. Were, yeah, it was, like right. – so everything was, like, Premiere or Apple, right? And it was, yep. like, well, I'm not buying a Mac. So it was, like mm-hmm. – uh, then I just went down the Premiere road because, like, I, I had already been into web design. And so very oh, familiar me. with, like – illustrator yeah. and, and premiere and stuff like that. So, um, it, it like mm-hmm. you said, it just made sense, you know, it was like, Oh yeah, yeah. that that's in the suite. I can download that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So like, I feel like I'm, I had a missed op- opportunity where I like, man, it could, it could have happened, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I'll, I'll yeah. also say back to the like long form versus short form conversation that, mm-hmm. It is crazy how differing different the editing is, yes, between the two formats. So, because I started just recently trying to do some some shorts and that were like <laughs> comedy related, uh-huh. and and um, even how I film is different. Yes. For, the, for the short versus like, it was so weird to me. Like I had to go out. Like I didn't even know. I was like, I'm gonna go film this thing. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. home, drop it on the computer, and I might. I I pretty much already know in my head, I'm going to have to go film again because everything's going to be wrong, but Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know until I like started editing. And it was like, once I got into that editing process, it was really, it was like, wow. Like, like big props to like you and and Joe and and normal. Mm -hmm. Like it, I, even as a fellow creator that makes video mountain bike content, I didn't realize like the differences, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You have to kind of get into a different mindset for sure and maybe I need to tap more into you know because like I you know if I think about the YouTubers that I do watch you know I saw Bobo was in there so hi Bobo Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know like back in the day like I used to watch a lot of like Mo and Hannah and Sid and Mackie and um, definitely Seth obviously and Phil um, and uh, oh Sam Pilgrim oh, Sam Pilgrim
0: yeah he's good i was so good like so good on the biker bar but you got me at sam pilgrim well
1: sam's next i'm manifesting sam for you next because (laughs) sam is awesome and just like i don't know i i do i do it's it is it does take a lot of work and i definitely think whether and it's funny all the and like um steve and tess so like tess from dusty betty and then steve uh hardtail party like i've known them for many years and that kind of even before like when they used to have an uh, an airstream yeah.
2: youtube i yeah. used to follow
1: them because i lived we lived my ex and i lived on the road in an airstream so that's how we actually kind of started following them but like all yeah funny. all the work that goes into youtube i mean and short form and just yeah it, it is it's a lot it's like an art and it it's a craft and i think like anything it's like the more time you could put into it you know I but i know biggest... yeah go ahead
2: good. No, i was going to say
1: no it's you turn. go okay it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say steve i ran into steve at the sedona fest that we met at and steve was like asking me all these questions about instagram and i was like i like and it, it is it is so different and it's like a different mindset and i was like steve's asking me questions about instagram but he's like you know like he knows so yeah. much about youtube and so the more that we can kind of you know share knowledge and things like that the better because it is it, it's like you know, all the inf- all the advice I've gotten from YouTubers has been super great. And I just need to do it. It's like, you know, I just need to yeah. do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think <laughs> un- unless you're doing... I, I think in the MTB space, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. A-, a lot more of it is less scripted than what it is in the shorts and the real space. Yeah. And I think then it's like tapping into like, how do you be authentic and capture that without it looking like you're trying to capture it you you know what i mean and i think Mm -hmm. in in the short space it's like i I don't know i I, i'm struggling for words right now but it's like it's not that you're not trying to be authentic but you have like something that you've already planned out to deliver you you know what i mean like almost Mm -hmm. down to the words exactly and like Mm -hmm. and i don't know if, if you like write your script out or you just go out and kind of wing it but like i mean a lot of people are even down to like hey i want a tight shot me laughing or some funny face and then i want to you know do xyz and so like it's really um in my opinion like well like very pre-planned yeah and and i think on the other end of like like let's say filming a like a, a tire change like S- some of that is yeah pre-planned but like you have to be able to just like do this process mm-hmm. and <laughs> communicate it and then mm-hmm. like like maybe figure it out more in the edit you know what I mean
1: yep
2: mm-hmm.
0: totally yeah. yeah that makes
1: sense yeah there's a lot of it depends I would say most of it's pre-planned or all scripted out depending on the concept and of course like trying to keep it as short as possible is like also an art because, you know, like, especially shorter videos, they're more shareable, you know, things like that. There's a lot of, like, data around all that. But, um, you know, trying to keep it tight is, like, you know, and, like, trying to keep, like, even just how quick the clips are, right? To, like, yeah. they say, like, two, two and a half, three second clips, then new scene, new, yeah, like, new, new angle, new, you know, and, like, because yeah. that's that short form, um, you know, that's how people... Watch the ADHD Yes, it's the, exactly. (laughs) It's the ADHD. And so it is, it's like quick, quick transitions, quick everything. And so, um, but maybe, and that's another thing I've kind of learned too, with like the longer form is just like, no, I could take my time. I don't have to, I don't have to clip, like swap to the next (laughs) clip just yet. I could get to it. And, um, but yeah. When you're,
0: when you're editing how do you keep yourself from, like, over-editing? Like, for example, I was mm. doing a, a the last one that I did, the short form. I um, had a joke in there that, to me, there were some spots of what I filmed that made it seem like it was dragging too long to, like, set it mm. up. So, like, I cut some stuff out. But then later, whenever I, like, shared it with, like, let's just say my focus group, yeah, they were like... I, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what's going on. And it was like, oh, wow. Like I cut, that cut out too much out, knew, mm. you know, like I knew what was going on, but they didn't. And then the joke didn't make sense anymore. It's like, how do you keep yourself <laughs> from doing that?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that I have over edited certain things or I'll go back and be like, oh, I should have done that. Or, you know, and, and, I think that's just all part of the learning process, too, of just what, you know, I think as you go, go forward and start editing new things, you keep things, you keep that in mind of what is the context. I think it's great if you, you know, that you have the people that you show the video to before you actually post it. You know, that for me, it's, you know, Tony or a friend or whoever. And usually, especially if you have a feeling, you're like, uh, does this land? Does this make sense? Is this funny? You know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: and so having that feedback is really really good and getting that like oh that didn't really you shouldn't have cut that out or or you kind of you kind of especially the way audio flows I've learned you know uh Joe Colorado kid you know has he and I talk quite a bit too and he's helped me a lot with just he's an audio isn't he I think he's an audio engineer so he understands a lot of audio his audio is so good and, yeah, I think just um, understanding like a J cut and how audio flows better that way and like understanding all these things that I never really knew has been very helpful. And there are times I'll send I'll send him, especially if it's a video for a brand that's paying me money. I'll yeah. send stuff to my creator friends and say, like, hey, is this what do you think about this? You know, like get some good critique because especially when you're getting paid for, it's one thing to be like, I just put this together in the fly. I thought about this idea and it was a afternoon where I had a few hours, you know, it's like, that's one thing to just like put it out there and be like, whatever. But then when a brand is paying you, you're like, I really want to make sure this lands. Right. yeah
2: yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) So I don't know if that answers your question, but I think that, I think you have, you're onto something good there too, where you're just like getting other people's input and making sure because, it's one thing to be on, you know, editing, whether you're on the screen on your computer or you're on your I do a lot of phone editing with CapCut if it's like short form and it's nothing, nothing super fancy. And we get a little bit kind of we have tunnel vision. And mm-hmm. so and and especially after a while, you start watching it over and over and over again you're like oh yeah this makes so much sense
0: yeah exactly <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, right so it 300 yeah. times like, <laughs> people don't understand it's like dude yeah. sometimes it's like i'm turning the audio off just because if i have to hear this song mm. one
1: more time <laughs> same <laughs> like, i'll mute i'll mute stuff i'll just like you know but usually a good like you know a good test is to run it by you know folks yeah. that 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 yeah so that's always good and then they'll usually pick up on some weird things, weird gaps, weird, like, but I don't understand. That didn't make sense. And and yeah. so, yeah, I think
0: getting good- getting yeah, it's tough good to pick pictures. those people though, you know? It is. Because some people, like, um, they are a friend or they like, like mm. you or know you. So they're just like, yeah, that was funny. And you're like, no, but I want <laughs> you to tell me, was there a yeah. spot where you were bored? Like, was there a spot you thought about what you were having for dinner, you know? And like, I right, don't necessarily- right think in that like creator mindset where it's like mm. they're like oh yeah that was weird whenever it changed to that other one but I didn't think anything like I didn't think I needed to mention that you know it's yeah like, right. yeah so yeah those are like, yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah it's it's nice to have a, a people that you can like work with in that aspect because at the end of the day yeah. like you never know right so yeah yeah and I think being able to take good take criticism too.
1: Yeah, I think being coming from the design world where you're, I'm just like used to getting client feedback, getting, you know, like yeah. for so long. So I'm like, I, and I've always felt for the most part that when I've had feedback and then went back to the drawing board and did that, did, you know, made the edits or did whatever, it always kind of came back stronger. You know, like there are definitely times I've gotten weird feedback from clients. Don't worry. There have been times like in terms of like design stuff where I'm like, I
2: don't
1: don't know that we should be Frankensteining this logo with this logo. together. But (laughs) You know, but for the most part, you know, when you when you get feedback, good feedback, it's, you know,
0: I think a lot of times um, I was listening to the editing podcast. The guy on there is one of the editors from uh, Logan Paul and uh really good and um just lost my train of thought oh i remember so they were saying like like you know it's good to have other people watch it but a lot of times you already know and just having Mm. somebody else watch it you're like yeah i need to fix that like before you like maybe in the back of your mind you're like this part's a little messed up but as soon as you like feel that pressure of actually like a person in front of you looking at it you're Mm -hmm. like yeah that needs to change. Yeah, you know totally. what I mean. So that yes. helps too. So,
1: one hundred percent.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, I would imagine that when you started, you didn't think about going to Sedona and having hundreds of people coming up to
1: No, I did not. That was, was that was that? a new experience for me, for sure. How how, how did how did it, how did that feel? Um, I actually really enjoy meeting people and. Well, okay. There's two feelings. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's two feelings because one, there's this feeling of sheer panic because someone comes up to you and they're like, Jess. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this person is coming at me like we've met before. Oh no. I forgot their name. I'm a terrible human. Like who is this person? And I'm racking my brain for like, who is this? I've met this person. Surely maybe I've coached this person or Mm -hmm. we met at a, previous festival so my first instinct to, like especially in the beginning was oh no <laughs> I'm panicking who is this yeah. right and then then what happens is they're like you don't know me but I know you and then I'm like oh okay and then it's relief <laughs> so your <laughs> panic then sheer relief um but I actually enjoy that people feel comfortable enough to come up to me and say hi I really do I think that that speaks for my content and saying that it like people feel like I'm approachable and that's what I'm trying to do. So if I was just like a huge dick, like, yeah. <laughs> like people came up to me and I was just like a huge dick. I just it wouldn't be on brand, you know, like I'm, right, I, right. and I think one of the biggest compliments I ever got was probably from some of my closest friends, like my, my best friends when I first started making content and they were like, yeah, that's you. Like that's just you. And so the fact that my own really, really close friends and some of my best friends were like, yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're not like, that's how you are. I think that that, it was the biggest compliment for me. is just like, that's, I'm putting out there what you like, you see what you get. Like I am that yeah. person. Like I, that's how I am in real life. And I enjoy talking to people, hearing about how people got into mountain biking and how they. They thought certain video was funny and it made them laugh and it made them, you know, feel like they had fun on the bike. And I love all that. So I, yes, is it like there are definitely times, like I said, where it's just sheer panic. I'm like, who's that person? But I think now more so as I get, you know, I don't even like saying the word famous. It's just weird. But like, I guess Instagram famous, but I think the more I accept it, I'm like, okay, I have to accept that there will be people that come up and, you know, I don't know them, but they know me and conversation and, you know, so it's it's, it's cool, yeah.
0: That's the part that's really weird. I mean, I've said it a bunch of times on here is like, those people really know you. Like (laughs) they've been watching you for a year or whatever amount of time it is, you know, like they really know. And and especially like the more you get into like longer form, format as well right. like like they really like get to know oh, totally so much about you so like they walk yes. up and they're like they've been your friend for five years yeah and you know them for <laughs> six seconds you know and you're oh. like this is the weirdest thing yeah, yeah.
1: well i have so, to admit something to you because it's kind of funny i just thought of it like when we were talking about this um so sedona fest but like 2020 Mm-hmm. I believe it was 2020 or 2019. I forget which year, but Seth was there mm-hmm. and I saw him walking and I, from a, from the whole other side of the road, like, you know, where the shuttles kind of pick people up. Like yeah. I was on the other side and I saw him and I just had this like reaction. I was like, Seth, <laughs> yeah. and I like screamed his name and he like looked over all shocked. And it was like, and like waved. And I was like, why did I do that? I don't know why I did that. Anyway, <laughs> so I get it cuz I've kind of been on the other side of it too where I've totally fangirled. Yeah. And um yeah, I get a lot of people coming up that are like sorry to fanboy, sorry to fangirl, like, you know, and the people are very apologetic and I'm like, "No, it's okay." Like, I, "Thank you for yeah. coming to say hi. Thank you for introducing yourself and, yeah. and you know, but it is it is You're right. Like they, I think it's cool. Like they, they get to know me and, you know, through, through the internet and, you know, like, yeah, you get to know somebody through there. So you feel like you, you know them.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting. It's, it's definitely like one of the the things that I never, like, I don't know why I never really thought about it at all when I started. And it's been something that, you know, as time goes on, you like, we normalize it more and more. And yeah. then it's also like it'll come back up where your friends will say something like that, like, <laughs> oh, well, you're famous. And it's like, <laughs> not, but it's like to them, like, yeah, like the sushi restaurant that I go to, like somebody came up to me in there the other day and was like, hey, man, Aww. how's it going, dude? Love you. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> and like the sushi guy's like, dude. You've been sitting here like in front of me. We've known each other for like ten years. I didn't know you were famous, and it's like yeah. I'm not famous, dude. You know, like, well, but it's like, but it, yeah. it's interesting. It's really interesting mm-hmm. to like have that kind of of. of mm-hmm. It's just not something that you normally end up with in life. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. So I think to other people it looks really appealing, and I mean, just like you, like totally appreciate it I mean every person that ever comes up to me I'm always like you know first thing out of my yeah. mouth is like thanks for watching like yeah that, that just like that's, that's the reason true. I'm doing it you know and yeah um but there's definitely times like where you're like man not today you know what I mean like I just want to go like like get that single track therapy or or whatever mm-hmm. and and there's mm-hmm. no way that anybody would know and if anybody's coming up to me on a day like that. I don't like treat them any differently yeah. than I would, but there's some times, you know? And so like, how do you deal yeah. with those times? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say, cause there
1: are being in Bentonville, especially because mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people travel here from out of town and, um, and there are times where I'll be coaching, <laughs> you know, coach, yeah. I have a, like a one-on-one coaching and it's always really funny when the person I'm coaching doesn't really like they're, they're working with me, but they might not know who I am like yeah. on the internet. Yeah. And then
0: yeah, you don't know who I am. A
1: group of people <laughs> ride by and they're like, just the maker. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I, you know, I have to like explain, but I'm like, I don't, you know, like we're in a lesson. Anyway, yeah. there's definitely times <laughs> where it catches me off guard. Yeah. But I, and I can't engage. And that's the part that's hard for me is like the passing of, the passing by of, yeah. You know, this interaction, but I can't really I don't have time or I'm not able to, yeah. you know, or I'm not expecting to. It's one thing to go to Sea Otter and be like, I expect, or or yeah. or Sedona Mountain Bike Fest right. and say, I'm gonna run into people and I know people are gonna perhaps recognize who I am and it's I'm expecting it. I'm preparing, you know, I'm ready to extrovert yeah. hard. Yeah. But then um, yeah, those times where it just catches you off guard and you're just like, I usually it's just I get a little bit like um, what's the word flustered. It's not yeah. like I'm angry or anything like that. I just like, don't know what to do with the energy. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. cause I'm trying to do one thing with like you're saying, maybe I'm just riding yeah. and I could just be riding with friends. And I just want to enjoy my time with my friends. And I might hear like a, you know, I know yeah. you usually sometimes it's really funny. Cause it's like, I know you, you're that. TikTok girl <laughs> like I get and I'm like well I'm on TikTok but it's more Instagram but anyway it's, like, it's yeah, just yeah. really <laughs> funny like I'll get like comments like that or yeah. and it's really it's so funny because I don't the demographic is really broad
2: which mm-hmm. I
1: appreciate I don't have it's you know it's not like majority women or you know I really have like a pretty split down the middle people who identify as female people who identify as male and then mm-hmm. also like the range of like the range of how far along someone's in their mountain bike journey is very broad too. So there's like people who are just getting into the sport or don't even mountain, but those are my favorite. People are like, I don't even mountain bike, but you're funny and I like your stuff. And then I see that as an opportunity of like, Hey, maybe I'll try that someday or, you know, and then I have pros that follow me and that think they think I'm funny. And I'm like, okay, so it is a broad group. (laughs) And so you know, whenever I'm driving around town, especially Bentonville, or if like Tony's driving, he has road rage, and I'm always like, "I'm like, babe, you can't, you can't be ragey right now, because someone might yeah. see and they see me yeah. and they'll be like, oh, yeah.
0: the paparazzi is <laughs> gonna screw up the the, the REI deal, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm just like, oh no, like they're gonna see that we like, you know. Anyway, yeah. uh, so it, it is, it is definitely, yeah, it is interesting, and it's it, you know, whether I plan for it or not. It is just an interesting concept and an interesting reality right now. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it definitely is. Yeah. What kind of bike you riding nowadays?
1: Mm. Riding my, I have a specialized uh, stub jumper, uh, pro, and that one's really fun. I've been enjoying it quite a bit. The sizing is nice, so because specialized starts at S one, up to S seven, I believe. And so, but before that, I, I, so I also have a Rebel Rascal. It's actually the 24th Rascal they ever made off the line, which is really cool. Oh, right. And I'll, I'll never get rid of that bike. It's one of my favorite bikes, Randy, his name, his name is Randy. His name. <laughs> and um, love that bike. And, uh, but like, I've been really enjoying uh, my Stumpy too. And then the um, e-bike that I just got is uh, just a Stump a uh, specialized Levo. -hmm. Uh, It's not the SL, so it's not like the super light one, but it's Mm -hmm. the full power one. So I'm excited Mm -hmm. about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your What are your um like do you Do you feel like you're gonna really lean into e-biking more because of your time, or like? Ooh, good question.
1: Like, oh, like do more e-biking. Yeah. And after today on the e-bike and I was all smiles, I was like, I can see why people love this. Like I, so a couple things I'll say, and I did, I did a reel recently about like my fears around jumping my e-bike because for the a long time I was like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I just thought like I would just like launch to the moon. Uh, and <laughs> now my new, my, now my new fear, and I've been getting more comfortable jumping my e-bike feels fine. Um, I feel like there's a lot more input that has to happen in a different way, but I really enjoy the heaviness of the weight. It's almost like, you know, the old school DH bikes, like just heavy, Mm -hmm. I could take on anything. So like being on a heavy e-bike, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I remember this feeling. Right. And then, but now I'm like trying to manage drops. So Mm -hmm this feeling of the the bike just starts to fall away really quick. I'm, I'm trying to navigate that now is my mm. new thing on the e-bike, but I think what's cool about any bike, really, like, as soon as you get a new bike, it's a, li- if it's a little different, right? Like the geometry is a little different. You're always kind of adapting different things with your body position yeah. and everything. So it's almost like a little puzzle. Yeah. And you're like having to unlock new things on a new bike. And so that's kind of how I am, how I feel right now on the e-bike is like, I'm, I'm unlocking these new things and it's super fun and challenging. And I love it for that, but I, I don't think I would ever trade my, I don't think I could ever give up riding my acoustic bike for an e-bike. Like I think the e-bike is a great complement to (laughs) the quiver, you know, I love it for a lot of reasons. And like, like, you know, we were talking about like in terms of, Hey, if I only have an hour and a half and I want to go run some laps. And just jump for <laughs> an hour and a half. Well, yeah. I'm gonna get more laps in on the e-bike, so I'm gonna take the e-bike. Yeah. But if I wanna go take a soul crushing ride and ride, and I love so the other thing I love to ride is tech. I mm-hmm. love rocky tech, I love technical climbing and downhill tech. So you know that I'd probably prefer to take my analog bike and just you know.
0: I think that's the pencil tucky in us because I'm yes. the same way, man. Something like, about that's where rocks we learn and crush that's crush your like- soul. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, and and I, for a long time I didn't realize that's where it came from until
2: is that the like last incorrect? time when I
0: went home. I mm-hmm. and I was riding the trails there, and it was like, oh my god, hundred percent. Like everything here, this way is like, no wonder mm-hmm. this is why I like this stuff. That's what I learned on. You know?
1: for for those yeah. of you who don't know what it's like to ride in Pennsylvania, I want you to imagine having a giant bulldoze or like a giant dump truck of random size rocks and then all of a sudden it just gets dumped out (laughs) onto a trail no rhyme or reason but I actually think like it's almost like riding through a riverbed sometimes but 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 rocks off kilter a lot of like at least so I in Pennsylvania uh, like in Scranton area is where I kind of learned to mountain bike so I don't know if you've ridden music mountain
0: no, I haven't. But it's
1: super rocky. It's a really cool area. Scranton like
0: like northeast Pennsylvania. It is right? northeast yeah, Pennsylvania. Okay. That's
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's that's actually where I learned to ride. Even though I'm from the Poconos, I learned to ride in Scranton, and so Music Mountain is just such fun rock tech. And yeah. it's um, I don't remember the type of rock it is, but it's very grippy, super fun, and it is. It's just like. There is no rhyme or reason like these rocks yeah. just want to stop you. There's, you know, the here in Bentonville, we're very spoiled and very coddled, <laughs> at least yeah. Bentonville proper. You start to get outside of Bentonville proper and you get a lot of you get a lot more rugged trail and more. Sort I think of the natural. other thing that
0: that I kind of forgot about when I was riding in Pennsylvania was like there's leaves like mm-hmm. hiding all these rocks, too. And then we're like, oh, yeah, yes. we have moss. Surprise. Dude. We also have moss. <laughs> you know, like, we also have slippery roots. Yeah, yeah. There might be a root that's just under that leaf next to the rock that you're not going to see. So but yeah, you'll feel it when you're me. going over you're the me. handlebars. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: yeah. There's, and I enjoy it now. When I go back, I love torturing myself and going riding on that kind of stuff. Um, I shouldn't say torturing I enjoy it now I definitely yeah. especially in the beginning I did feel as a beginner it was really challenging and I could see how if that's your first experience and you didn't want to you know like keep challenging yourself yeah. to come back to it because it's so hard mm-hmm. um, I could see that being a huge turn off and it's funny that you mentioned that like the whole Pennsylvania thing because when I meet people other people from Pennsylvania and they say I'm a mountain biker I'm like yeah I know you must really love mountain biking. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you must yeah. really
0: love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I got wow. into it whenever it was, like, the 90s. And we were basically yeah. like 10 speeds, And so, it was really stupid then. So, uh, but it, it, it's, it's definitely been, um, it's in, interesting to see how things kind of shake out, you know. Yeah. I, um, it is. I I got out of it for, out of riding for a while. And then, you know, back into it out here in California. So, I really... Mm-hmm changed a lot of like got way better let's just say it that way you know so whenever i went home and rode on those trails again like it had been like almost yeah. 20 years since i rode there you know and yeah. uh i definitely went back with this like kind of like i'm better than you pennsylvania attitude you know <laughs> where it was like like dude i'm riding like real mountains you know like yeah. Real life, you know? yeah <laughs> Like what we called the mountains in Pennsylvania were really just hills, you know. Uh, like, yeah, you know, and uh, you know, you. so like the Appalachians are like that's our mountain range in Pennsylvania, and it's yeah. like out here in California. There's our foothills.
2: like those you are know, those yes, are that's true. They are neighborhoods, you know.
0: And uh, well, yeah. uh, so when I went back, I really had this like this kind of like perception that like I'm I'm so much better than I was, you know, and and Pennsylvania humbled the shit out of me. And like, remi- reminded me of oh. like, Oh, you know, like, <laughs> like give that. these East coast riders, like the respect they deserve mm-hmm. just because they're not losing like 5,000 feet elevation in a ride doesn't mean they're not riding good. You right. know, like, totally so yeah, yeah, it's totally. definitely interesting. So back to the e-bike, um, yeah, one of the things that I personally like, don't like just like you said, I see the e-bike as, as like another quiver, you know, another, mm. another bike in the quiver. Like I, I love analog riding and mm-hmm. one of the things that makes me not be like, yes, I'll do e-bikes all the time is yeah. I don't like the weight of the bike. I don't like how it handles yes. differently. I don't like yeah. how it breaks differently. But the thing that always like surprises me when, when women like you are, are like really embracing it is like, how do you deal with that? Because I'm like, I have a, probably over a hundred pounds on you, you know, and I'm thinking <laughs> about it being heavy. And, and you're like, no, it's just yeah. like great. And I'm like, it's, I don't heavy. That, yeah. You know? it's like, heavy,
1: yeah. It's heavy, yeah. I'm and like I said, I'm still got, kind of getting used to my e-bike and kind of getting used to that the input that I need to give. And you know, especially as mountain bikers and in, in coaching. Um, so last fall, I did my level two air course with PMBAA out in West Virginia. And, you know, there's this idea of managing and creating energy on the bike, right? When we're just starting out, we're really just managing a lot of energy on the trail, like things coming at us, rocks, roots, we're absorbing, we're learning to be a little bit more nimble on the bike by simply being an extension of our suspension. And like, mm-hmm. you know, legs and arms are bending, right? We're active, and then creating energy right that's when you start to when you further develop in your skills as a mountain bike you're creating energy is pumping
2: it's yeah. jumping
1: it's 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 yeah creating energy essentially and yeah. so i'm finding that on the e-bike it's challenging because like the energy is also like in a battery right now and it's on uh, the speed is there and the, the weight though, and having to be really dynamic and really exaggerate certain things, that's what I'm mm-hmm. finding right now is like having to really exaggerate, especially being a lighter rider. So mm-hmm. maybe not so for somebody who is a little bit heavier, you know, on the e-bike and there's a little less of a disparage between the weight and the rider. So I, I yeah, I feel like I'm having to do a lot of work to make the bike do stuff. Yeah. Right. So yeah yeah
0: yeah that's probably i mean i feel like i feel the exact same way and and i'm and i'm (laughs) yeah and i'm I'm a lot heavier than you so it's like like that's what's interesting to me i really feel like it's it always surprises me that that um that lighter riders aren't like like hating e-bikes more you you know what i mean like i i don't like it's hard for me Mm -hmm. to wrap my head around because i'm like that thing just pisses me off you know yeah
2: like, so it's like, yeah.
0: yeah yeah but um I, I think as far as like the state of the industry goes there's no mm-hmm. like there's zero doubt that that's where like mm-hmm. that's where it's going you know and yeah it, it's kind of mm-hmm. one of those things like once one of your friends gets one you're like oh yeah, three bikers now. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you,
1: right? Because <laughs> yeah, keeping up and just like you know, it is yeah for sure. It's it's challenging, especially when a few and then when two friends forget it. It's like okay, then I definitely need an e bike. Yeah, because
0: um, then you're gonna get FOMO every time. They're like, well, we're going on an e bike ride, so you're not gonna want <laughs> to go. It's like, yeah. You know, well, like, so it's yeah. Really. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, Yeah, it's definitely interesting. What um, what what have you been doing in order to like turn this more into a job, like where you're saying Mm -hmm. like I want to make this like financially something lucrative, like yeah. How do you how do you do that?
1: Yeah, that's that's yeah. So I'm I'm still trying, and Mm -hmm. I will say yeah, we all all are.
0: Seth yeah. has it down. <laughs> yeah,
1: Seth, Seth, knows the magic, and you know I've listened to his podcast when he went on with um, Payson, and uh, you know it's like it. I think where Seth's at is a really good place, right? Because he he doesn't have to say he doesn't have to bow to any sponsors, right? Like yeah. the whole Wayne's World reference of yeah, he he really doesn't at this point because he can. He's making some good. Um, Money off of YouTube. And so that's great. And I'm at a place right now where, you know, like we talked about, Instagram isn't really incentivizing their creators. So there's that challenge. Mm -hmm. Uh, but – and, like, I'm trying to break into the YouTube space. I am on there. I've started a channel called Dirt Scouts. I have one long-form video, so
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> watch out. Um, yeah. But I'm I really uh, – I'm going to start trying to pump out more long-form, and it'll be more sort of edutainment, but also sort of the same stuff. I would love to do more skits, but longer-form skits.
0: But you're posting like, your, your, your reels over there.
1: Yeah, yeah, for the most part, if I, you it, know, remember <laughs> – <laughs> to do oh, that. So not all the you time. Know, not all the time I know I'm bad just bad um Why? I,
2: Why I, you, know, you, you, I know I know I am long. and
1: I am I some, I'll do good for like two weeks and then I'll like forget and I'll be like oh yeah, well, it's YouTube um <laughs> yeah and so I need to stop doing that but I uh yeah so oh gosh now I don't remember what we're talking about. What we're we talking about? What we're we talking about oh yeah making money and uh, yeah so I the way that I work right now, the way that I make money right now is that I do partnerships with brands and I do collab specific type stuff. So like I'll work, I'll do a partnership, a paid partnership with a brand example, um, smart World, right? So smart World will, will come up and say, Hey, we want to do a real, we'd love to do a collab. And so what I do is I'll pitch, I'll put together an estimate, but I always base it on a concept because I always Mm -hmm. feel to put like, oh, I only charge this much. Well, first of all, I'm not going to charge SmartWool the same thing that I charge a local nonprofit here in Bentonville. It just doesn't make sense. So it's a sliding scale, one, two. Then it's all based on time and concept. And so... I'll say, and then usage too, right? It's not just a real, like, are they going to boost it? Are they going to whitelist it? Are they going to dark post it? These are all terms I had to learn in the last year, right? It's like, what does all that mean? But it's essentially they're using my, if they use my image, right. In terms of like boosting it or using it as an advertisement, right. Like I should, that's a usage thing. So like in photography, Mm -hmm. that's a whole paid usage sort of part of like giving your creative asset to these clients. And so, um, I base my pricing on all of that understanding all of those requirements and what they want to use it for. And then I'll create the estimate and I'll pitch it and they'll say, okay, that's great. Or they'll negotiate. And so I, a lot of it has been these like one-off partnerships with brands and I Mm -hmm. only like to work with brands that I actually like. So there is that too. It's I've said no a lot this year in terms of who I do not want to work with because one, I've never heard of their product and, Never would want to use their product because it was some like weird, like powder, (laughs) like drinking powder that I'm never going to (laughs) drink or I I,
0: I deleted an email today that wanted me to do do silverware in one of my videos. I was Mm. like, right, but they love watching my content they have been following yeah. for years <laughs> you know?
1: yeah you, just, you know and and then sometimes it's no, just that's like, the
0: script that that's
1: <laughs> it yeah and so there are there are things that just don't make sense or you know whatnot yeah, yeah. and i i had to take a little bit of a break because after this last summer um my my significant other tony he shattered his patella um oh. mountain biking and so i was really taking care of him a lot of the summer and i had to like kind of take a back like kind of pause because i had a lot of things coming in and i was like okay i just need to focus on getting these things out um but yeah so i that's primarily how i work i only have two financial sponsors and not mm-hmm. for a lot for the for a year and so stands and um mirror so mirror makes mm-hmm. like stainless steel type vessels yeah. and stuff like that Those are my only two sort of financial sponsors for the year. Do
0: you think your experience as like a freelance designer made you approach that process a little differently? Because that's what it reminded me of when you started talking. And it's like, it definitely like, I don't think it's the same approach that other people are necessarily, you know what I mean? Right.
1: Yeah. So it does help, I think, knowing the client side of things being able to like, pitch ideas essentially it's the same thing I used to do it just I'm not designing I'm making videos now right yeah. so I think people are it's good and I, I hear this from brands too that they're impressed with like my process part of it but I'm like well that's yeah. what else would it be <laughs> right,
2: right you
1: know like you just all of a sudden the next day you log on and I posted a video and you didn't even know what it was about or you know so I think yeah. there is some benefit there and I, I do like working with brands and trying to be creative and Try to make it not so um, hokey with how Mm -hmm. I pitch certain things or like, you know, my spin on things. But then the other side of it is, and this is something I'm trying to work out for next year, are some bigger sponsorships. Mm -hmm. So I'm still navigating that of just how that works. Because it's one thing, like exclusivity is an interesting thing, right? Because for apparel, for instance... I wear a lot of different clothes and I like to express myself and, you know, so being beholden to like one apparel sponsor is tough. Um, And my friends, it is very tough. And my friends at hand up have supported me. They're, they're a product sponsor, but I also like through affiliate marketing, that's another way I make very, that's very minimal. That's not like the big piece of my pie or anything, but, um, affiliate sales are nice. And I think, breaking into youtube and once youtube starts to grow that'll be a bigger piece but i think for now it's not really my biggest piece of the pie at all um and so yeah and now i'm now i'm thinking for next year it'll be a good mix of sponsorship so like these exclusive partners that i feel like i could be exclusive with because i like their product
2: yeah and these are
1: things that i don't mind wearing the same you know like helmet glasses like the things that are like in this frame yeah, you know, uh, and, and, yeah. and, and bikes and stuff. And so I'm trying to work those deals for next year, but still keep a lot of my, um, you know, the same thing that I did this year with around collabs and kind of one-off contract deals
2: Yeah, and then
1: affiliate and hopefully building. That, that exclusive
0: thing one. is the thing that always like, it's like mm-hmm. on one, it's like this double sided sword for me. It's it like on one hand, like, yes, I do want. Mm-hmm. to like you know get some kind of sponsorship in in place but then i immediately am like what, what you're like talking about mm-hmm. let's just say an apparel brand it's like yeah oh i love their shorts and i love their shirts but i don't always wear their gloves right you, you know what i mean and it's like and it's not that i don't like them but i prefer these other ones and it's like yeah. oh, I it's just hard. Wear whatever glove i want to wear like i don't even okay. care and, and yeah. like and then you're then you're kind of in the spot where it's like, well, do you feel like a sellout if you say yes to that? Or do you like say no and then like keep yourself from being able to grow right. because of like whatever like financial yeah. freedom that would give you or like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's, it's the autonomy behind it is important. And, but also to be authentic to your brand, right? Like to yeah. maintain authenticity. I It is, it's such a double-edged sword because I also feel like, If I had a sponsor that said, here's this amount of money for the year, you don't have to do anything special. We just want you to ride our bikes or want you to wear our helmets or whatever. I would be super stoked on that if it was a brand I really loved because I could make, I can live, (laughs) you know, like it is like, it's like, okay, well, especially if it was like a decent amount of money, I don't know like what it'll be, but. I could then focus on making the content I want to make instead of these, you know, one off collabs, if that makes sense. So so it is,
2: it's,
1: it's, it's, it's this double edged sword. But I think that's the, that's the the
0: flip side too for the marketing Mm manager is they're like, well, we don't want to just write you a check for $50,000 and then you'd be like, yeah, I'll make you some stuff. Don't worry. You know, (laughs) we do a lot of stuff. You're going to, yeah, we're going to do the things. We're going to do all the things, you know, because I, I think that, you know, some creators like, Mm-hmm. I, I, you can get into a spot where, where you're making money like that. But like, mm-hmm. um, you, ha- I don't know, like how you get there from the beginning to that spot. Yeah. Like, like I I've talked to people in the beginning spot and I've talked to people at the other spot where they're like, you know, doing very well yeah. financially, but, um, the, the path in between, like is, is hmm. like this gray area you know yeah, and, uh, yeah.
1: well that's where i'm at i'm kind of in yeah. the in the messy Everything middle right gray. now
2: yeah yeah um
1: uh, but it's fun it's good but also knowing my value and knowing my worth is a p- important too like i don't um i've had to say no to things because yeah. i'm just like no like i don't i don't see value in that or yeah. you know i don't i yeah i think knowing that my time is valuable. And also at the end of the day, like I think that being a content creator is such a great part of the ecosystem for the bike industry, because the more relatable content that people can watch and even get more people into the sport, you know, the more it helps the rest of the industry and people will get into like following an athlete that they really love. And they start to like, right. It's like, it's like, ah, we got you now, you know? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I think it is, it's such a, it's such a beautiful, like, I think it is a great compliment to the industry and I think it could help the industry. And so the more that I think brands start to, to understand that and value us as creators, yeah. you know, I think outside the industry. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I was going to say outside the industry, they already
1: oh, get people it. get it. Yeah. Oh, they get it. Yeah. And that's, that's where the money's at. Yeah. That's yeah. where the money's at. I the brands
0: yeah. I've worked with outside the industry,
2: they're like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, Oh, and, like did I not yeah. ask yeah, you're like, wait a minute.
0: Yes, way too quick. I should have said three times that apparently.
2: <laughs> I know, I <laughs> you know. know. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. can I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it's always challenging. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, really yeah. challenging.
0: But I think, you know, I think it's it's a, a shift because uh this this new media format wasn't there before. Right. And so for like the bike industry, they had like decades of like sponsor a pro rider and do races and that makes you sell stuff and then like talk to magazines and they'll like review your stuff and then they'll Mm -hmm. sell your product you know and and like that was the way to go for a long 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 time and now all of a sudden it's like these Mm -hmm. like people Making skits in their garage, you know, at the park. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, Hey, you remember what you were paying the magazine? I want that. Yeah. You you know, but it's like, right. But on the other end, it's like the reach in these, some of these cases is like way big. I mean, like, one of the things that I realized in Sedona when I met you was how much the short and the real, like, let's just say short format, like, really has changed how, like, Mm. how like how impactful you can be because i i started thinking about it because that was the first time that i went when it was like there was a bunch of you guys that were all all like short form right so let's just say like like you normal and joe and seeing the crowds of people like coming to you guys and just like how how many people knew who you were it it was like a shift because let's just say that the sedona fest before it was just coming up to long form creators you know yeah. what i mean and it was like and and at that point that you guys were there it was like the long form creators weren't even there you know what i mean it was like mm-hmm. who are those guys walking by over there you know and mm-hmm. uh i i what i what i started thinking about was like you're doing something that gets five million views you know or a million mm-hmm. views or like like a real like starting out on YouTube, if you get 5,000 or 10,000 views, you're like stoked. You yeah. I mean? Yes.
1: I'm learning this. I'm like, okay, yeah. this
0: is- <laughs> these stats yeah. are
1: different.
0: Yeah. But yeah. hundred you know, like percent. On, on a reel for it to be like a couple hundred thousand, you're like, yeah, this is Tuesday. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay. yeah. Um, yeah you're So right. like yeah. just by sheer numbers, like mm-hmm. that, that's the thing where it's like, I Joe for example has had a handful over a million you know and it's yeah. like mm-hmm. that's a lot of people you know it is. <laughs> and it is. And, and especially whenever it's like yeah not everybody that's watching your stuff is into biking it's just like it's funny you know so yeah. but th- a lot of that algorithm is targeting people that are into bikes so yeah. when you go to an event like that it's like mm-hmm. it, you've just had so much more of a reach you know and yes um I think in that aspect, it's like, there's zero reason that you shouldn't be able to get the money that the magazine was getting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're putting that product in in front of the same amount, like, or more people, you know what I mean? And the the, the funny thing is though, is it's like, it's some of it's like not quantifiable. You you know what I mean? Like, even if you have a discount code and you do a, a reel for hand up and you're like, these gloves right here and (laughs) and somebody fell in love with them and you just did something funny right yeah let's just say you actually get ten thousand people to buy that glove like Mm -hmm. i bet you only five percent of them remember to use the 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 code Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean so then it's like oh well there's so much of it that didn't even like there's no way to track it right you know and that's the that's the tough part you know it's like the tracking yeah right? you might you might what if you had a video that only got a thousand views but but 800 of those viewers like purchased that product yeah. versus something that you got a million views on and mm-hmm. you know a hundred people made a, a purchase totally
1: yeah i think you brand didn't... awareness or like brand loyalty especially when you start to like see somebody wearing or or using the same thing but not necessarily right like Mm-hmm. People, especially because I come from marketing and advertising in my past, like I, I, you know, there's a lot of science behind, like psychology and science behind mm-hmm. all of those things, and the reason people behind purchases, right? Like, you never know, right? So it's yeah. it's it is hard to quantify in time at times. Um, and back to what you're saying about athletes, you know, I've, I've talked to a few athletes, but also, you know, my folks at stands you know like we all talked the other day about a lot of athletes they don't want to, they don't want to make funny videos or they don't want to make yeah. videos in general they want to focus on training and doing what they're good at and and winning races yeah. and stuff right so like the last thing they want to have to do is be like oh yeah that's right i have to make that video to appease my sponsor and yeah. be all i think you it's know, really like,
0: unfair for them to do that right really- like and, truly yes. think it's unfair where they're asking these athletes to be like social media people right now it's they like, have to be a social following? media presence and it's like and... dude that's not what that person's do that's not right their-
2: that's not their thing yeah like, you and don't granted, want them to do that right you know? and
1: some some of some of them are genuinely great at it but yeah. a lot of them yeah they don't i mean i'm, I'm sure a lot of them are like i don't want to have to do this. this is like one extra thing that i have to think about when i need yeah. to be thinking about this race coming up and the race season and training and all of the things. So, yeah. yeah, it's, I, yeah, I do think that, there, like I said, back to there is a place for content creators specifically like the everyday people that, yeah. and it's funny because when I meet people and I, ri- I don't really post a whole lot of ri- riding videos, mm-hmm. but I think it's always comes as a pleasant surprise when I meet people and they're like, Oh, you know how to ri- You actually know how to mount bike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I, I mount bike. I can mount bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I really don't post that many videos of me riding, but yeah. yes, yes, I do know how to ride my mountain bike. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Do do you? I I think it's interesting too. A lot of people that are in this space are like in some kind of like tech stuff. Like, yeah, like where you were in I've like creative, like marketing, like yes, like mm-hmm. st- like it, it. Just like I do it. Like mm. like uh. I did website stuff too. Like, like, mm-hmm. and I think that, that part is like the, like for me, web was always like a creative outlet, yep. you know? And, um, I mean, BKXE was similar. Seth did web, you know, it just seems mm-hmm. like, I wonder, do, do you think there's a correlation there? Like the type of person? Maybe. Yeah. Like this
1: kind of always be iterating, always sort of kind of keeping a head on the, the forefront of what tech is doing and also what like when and and with that like social media and all these platforms and the things that are yeah i think there is something behind that i don't know what it is but i think you're right i think there there could be a correlation there of just like why we all are because we're also interested in that part of it and so that interest kind of translates and we're 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 able to play with that and understand how to kind of utilize our talents to the best of our ability, but also like, it's like that idea of being a um, early adopter of something. Mm
2: -hmm. I think
1: that I'm fortunate in that being in like, obviously I don't, I don't think TikTok or reels were anything new when I was starting Mm -hmm. to make reels, but I think for our industry, I was, and that's why I think I did really well in the beginning. Cause Mm -hmm. I don't think there were a whole lot of women mountain bikers that were doing especially funny weird content Mm -hmm. you know at that time so I think and I think well especially back when I was starting to post the algorithm was being very generous (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so you know we all joke about how it's definitely changed but it's still you know it's still good but it's just like there's definitely some parameters and whatever goes on Mm -hmm. there's all these like blogs about when to post and what time to post during the week and all these things. And I, you know, at the the end of the day, it's just like, just consistently post something, you know, I'm sure there is science behind there are, there is data around more engaging times of the day, of course, but Mm -hmm. I just think I was in a good place at a good time. And I also kept consistency, you know, that whole time. And so, but yeah, being an early adopter back to that, I think, I think that's a big thing.
0: And I think so people, is that what you would you would recommend to somebody that was getting started just be consistent what would you what would your like yeah um what I
1: would
0: think your advice be
1: my advice would be to get out of your own way I think there's also there's this there's this feeling of it's like putting yourself out there and I get it it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. especially when you put yourself out onto the internet you're like mm-hmm. feel weird yeah. and um especially when I first started out and I was making videos, there were a few videos I remember that I put together and I thought, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to post this. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to think it's funny. And then I was like, you know, I think it's funny. And so I, I posted it. And I think that, that one I'm talking about specifically was one of my first videos that ever went viral. Like, you know, for lack of a mm-hmm. better term. Um, like pink bike reshared. And I remember that being exciting. I was like, Oh my God, pink bike reshared it. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, and so you're like, Oh my God. And, um, and I think had I just kept myself from doing that, right. If I would have just said, Oh dang, like don't post that, you know, nothing would have came from it. So I think one, it's that showing up, right. Even though it feels weird. And I think this goes, it's kind of a good parallel to mountain biking. Right. Sometimes you kind of have to look funny, especially when you're trying something new on your mountain bike. I'm I'm currently trying to learn how to do a fakie in my driveway. I'm like trying to like pedal backwards and I'm feeling real weird. It's mm-hmm. just being okay with not looking okay mm-hmm. is good because it means you're trying. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess
1: what? After you try so many times, it starts, you get it right. Like you, you practice, you practice, you practice, and then you, it just starts to not feel as uncomfortable and then, it kind of clicks after a while, a certain maneuver you might be trying to do on your bike. And so it's the same thing with all these things that we do, right. Doing a podcast. I'm sure mm-hmm. you're 163 episodes in, I'm sure you've learned a lot along the way yeah. from episode yeah. one. And, right. you know, Buy you've a better microphone. Yeah, <laughs> all the things that you learn along the way, same thing with creating videos. I, I learned so much along the way and I know there's so much more I'm going to learn. And I think the biggest thing is just be consistent and, so yeah and and also i do take breaks every now and then i'll take a break and i that's mm-hmm. important too because i think you know at the end of the day pacing and numbers and all these things that we we start to see like ah well that person has mm-hmm. this many followers or they have this many views on the video and mm-hmm. at, the, at some point you're just like ah I don't it. whatever yeah. i just want to make quality content for people that follow me and not care so much about all of that um yeah so I've, I've gotten to this point now where I don't feel like I'm happy where I'm at. I don't, yeah. I can engage with people and not mm-hmm. feel super overwhelmed. I've talked to some of my other, you know, content creator friends who are now getting closer to like 200,000. And like I think, I think CBAS is up to in in the 200s at this point. And it's hard, right. To like be able to engage with people through the platform at that point. Like you just have so many people. Yeah, <laughs> so, many. yeah. So yeah, I think, you know. But yeah, my advice would be to be consistent and just show up. Not Don't yeah. be afraid of feeling weird and looking he's, funny because we all do.
0: Yeah, he's doing a good job of, of trying to cross over into that lar- longer format as well. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to touch on something, though. You said earlier about, you know, getting started and there not being a lot of other women in the yeah. in the space like did you feel like you were kind of like breaking into like a man's world, like, or something like that? Or did you feel no. any kind of like, like pushed back that way or like, no.
1: And like I said, some of my, some of my closest content creator friends are like Joe and sea bass yeah. and them, like we all, you know, and, and so, but I also think in mountain biking too, I had to, I never let that make me feel weird Uh, in terms of yeah a bunch of dudes you know at some point yes there are way more men than women in mountain biking and i think still Mm -hmm. to this day there is but i think at the same time because mountain biking is such a it's a sport you could do by yourself but you could do Mm -hmm. with other people too lends itself to um i don't know i just think i never felt like i couldn't show up in that way. I, Mm -hmm. I feel grateful that I had surrounded myself with people, men and women that I Mm -hmm. felt good in the sport. I, I'd always, I feel lucky in that I would, you know, there's only a handful of times I've ever felt like intimidated by people, but I think a lot of the folks that I rode with back in Pennsylvania and even, you know, upstate New York where I lived for a while, yeah. A lot of, a lot of dudes, but yeah. I, I don't know, like it, I, I just felt everyone was very supportive and we also had a women's group that I helped, um, you know, do a lot of skills clinics for um, up in Ithaca where I lived mm-hmm. for eight years. And so they, like, I, I felt like we wanted to get more women into the sport, but it was always with the help of the the guys too. I don't know. They yeah. helped us build, build features. They helped maintain the trail. Like, I don't know. I just, allyship is super important. Um, but I also will say I've always felt, you know, good there very rarely had I felt not welcome in mountain biking. So,
0: yeah. 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 Earlier you had mentioned about, um, doing, um, like, like skills coaching and stuff like that. And I think there was yeah. one of the comments that, that came up, you know, like, oh, wow, she really knows her stuff, you know? And <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I uh, I thought that there's an interesting story about how you got into skills training. Something on your website said you originally like won a prize?
1: I did. I won. How did this happen? This is funny that you bring this up because I actually, so this was a few years into my mountain bike journey. Probably I was riding about three to four years at this point. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to follow um, Lindsey Richter and like ladies all ride on Facebook or Instagram. And they posted, I think it was on Facebook, actually, they posted a giveaway. It was a contest and it was basically an all expenses paid trip to one of their clinics. And I think that it particular, this specific giveaway was um, for grand Targhee at Wyoming and it was, yeah, all expenses paid. All you had to do was create a video <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. and it
1: had to tell everybody why we it was you and a, your best ride buddy so my friend Gretchen and I and it was like why we deserve to come to this skills clinic and you know make it fun make it you know do whatever we wanted so we made a funny video so it's uh-huh. funny that you know like I'm making videos now because i made a fun we made a funny video to like enter this contest and we won
0: So
2: what was
1: the video? What was the (laughs) problem? The video was essentially, so like Gretchen and I had been training to do the Idaho Hot Springs loop in Idaho. Mm -hmm. And we were saying how we really needed to go to this this skills clinic so that we had more skills for when we went on this big trip together. And we were like, here are some of this, because they ask you like, what are some of your skills you can do now? Show us what you can do. And we, the whole skit was like us, we would ride. So I'd be like riding a bike and all of a sudden it would cut to like a stunt double. And it was like a dude wearing like a wig, like in the same clothes as we were wearing. So like the dude, so like, I remember it was my partner at the time. Like it would, I would be on, I would like try to go up on this log over or something. And it would cut to him and he would do like a crazy thing off of it. And then same thing (laughs) with her. It was like, we cut to our, like her stunt double. And then there was a scene where we're in the parking lot and we're like, paying them at the at the lot and they're like taking their wigs off and everything and so the whole thing was this premise of like we're paying these stunt doubles and then like we admit it in the video we're like hold up hold up okay we need to get these skills we (laughs) We were like we need these skills we don't have enough money to keep paying these stunt doubles all the time and so so yeah we um they selected us and we they flew us out and we did um a skills clinic said so that so that's what actually yeah inspired me to become a coach uh yeah. was Lindsay and the, the crew at ladies all ride and then um yeah so that was i feel pretty, like you
0: should remake that video i feel like
1: that. we actually should that'd be really yeah. really funny um yeah. it was <laughs> the stunt double thing was so yeah, cool. yeah so, it was so, so cool. from
0: there you go on this trip and then like what yeah. what happens
1: yeah, so we went on this trip. That was back in 2015 or 2016. Um, mm-hmm. And then that following fall, I uh, volunteered uh, at another Ladies All Ride clinic um, in Vermont. So,
0: so something inspired you in that clinic? Though. Yes. Like, what oh,
1: yeah. That? I think it was mostly just being around that many women who also were coaching, right? Like mm-hmm. I hadn't been around that many women who were coaches that were doing some pretty badass stuff, and I was just like, "This is really cool." And I think I also saw a lot of progression. I mm-hmm. think up until that point, especially then, I had only gone to so being from Pennsylvania, Dirt Rag and mm-hmm. Dirt Fest. Mm-hmm. I used to, you know, love going to Dirt Fest, and I took like a very small clinic, like when I first started riding at Dirt Fest. That was my only time I had ever gone to a clinic.
2: Mm-hmm. So then
1: this was like my first big like clinic, and so I learned like all these exciting things you know like you know, front wheel lift and doing like a you know, front wheel like popping the front wheel up doing a you know a pedal punch wheel lift
2: mm-hmm. all these
1: fun things so I was like this is exciting like how much I was able to progress in a weekend especially when you're newer to riding and then you start to learn things and you're like wow everything I don't know there's this period yeah. of time where you start to see the progression and it's you're super excited so that I think that was the biggest thing um but also, yeah, just be. It's funny now looking back, right? Seeing that that whole thing was all possible because we made a funny video, and that's what I do for a living now. It's so weird. It's like come full yeah. circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very like I don't know. It's so it's cool, right? It's cool to mm-hmm. see how it all comes full circle. And I just rode with Lindsay. We were at Rome Fest um, last month, and. We just wanted to get out. Uh, we were both doing activations with different brands. She was doing an activation with SRAM. I was doing an activation with Specialized. So we were like, hey, we had a day. We had a couple hours. Where we are like, let's just go ride. And we went to go ride. It was just really cool to be able to like go from, you know, being someone who like entered a contest to like be, be coached by Lindsay, right? And then Lindsay, you know, kind of becoming, you know, like a, like a mentor in a lot of ways. And then like... A friend now. It's really cool to be able yeah. to call her a friend and like go for rides. That's <laughs> pretty neat. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's super, super rad. So yeah. from there, then you decided to like get into some other levels of training you, you were speaking about earlier.
1: Yeah. I don't so, know I... much about
0: this, so like about, uh,
1: oh, great. like certifications. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I i have my PMBI, le- PMBIA level to air. So what? meaning. This sounds
0: like some kind of doc. Like, can you do brain uh-huh. search?
2: I know, right? (laughs) I do. I
1: I sound so official. I will say though, I was so nervous going from my level two air because you have to be able to, you know, you know, not only coach but like perform at a certain level, right? So, Mm -hmm. and like I think the pass rate for these courses, these certifications are not super high i want to say it's like 60 40 for the level two so like they like take up. you out
0: to utah and they're like this rampage jump if you can't do it you're not getting here. <laughs> luckily
1: it's you're not a rampage jump <laughs> got a front flip yeah, yeah. off the canyon yeah. gap um no no luckily there was none of that um no the, luckily i think for level two air you have to be able to do uh, have you been to whistler
0: no, I haven't. No.
1: Okay, so there's a there's a jump trail. It's a blue jump trail in Whistler, but you have to be able to clear the size of it because PMBIA uh, was started in Whistler,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so it's a worldwide certification um, that was started in Whistler. So a lot of their terminology kind of is based in you know some of the trail language is like we talk a lot of, about trails there. There's a jump trail there called Crank It Up. So for okay. for a level two air, you have to be able to comfortably clear all the jumps on a crank it up style trail. And so Mm -hmm. I would say they're like 10 foot jumps, you know, like they're, they're tabletop 10 foot, probably about 10 foot jumps anyway. And like a certain, I think like five foot drops, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: five to six foot drops you have to be comfortable with. So consistency, they want to see consistency. So they're, you know, you're being judged on your level of riding but also your coaching and I remember I hadn't studied for something in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of school however many years now. I'm 36 so I don't know how many years that is but I hadn't studied for something probably since right. my level 1 and level right. 1 was definitely a little easier than level 2 and I the yeah, level one every was night more
0: like like book kind of stuff like you know how to train or like I mean
1: it's still pretty intensive and it's still three to four days of on trail. You're, you know, if you're, you're learning to go so you to a, a class ton.
0: for the level one thing
1: you go to, yeah, they have specific locations and you have to pay to go. So mm-hmm. you could pay, but you might still fail. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. or you pass. And so, yeah, so that's how these, both
0: of these go. Like you pay, yep, you go there, you, pay, you go you through go, this study, class and then at the end you have something that you, you have a certification have pass or you test, don't. and then you get it.
1: Right, okay. right. And I think you're being, you're being evaluated the whole time. So the whole right. four days you're being evaluated. And I remember just like studying all these notes, like, you know, and so you also on the fly have to coach. So sometimes, you know, the the, co- the instructor trainer will say, Hey, Jess, could you um, give this first part of the lesson for high speed cornering? And so right then and there, you just have to then in your teaching the rest of the group. So you're like, practice teaching on the rest of the group mm-hmm. so it's pretty stressful i yeah, was definitely yeah. stressing um but it how was a lot of fun that you're in like how many usually i think ours had six i don't think uh-huh. you i don't think you want more than eight in yeah, a certification yeah. course i think we had six or seven only half past oh wow mm-hmm. so yeah. it's not yeah. it's it's tough and so
0: so what was yeah. the, like the most nerve wracking part for you? Is there like some kind of book part or a whole like, thing?
1: Oh, well, there's no everything. written test, but, uh-huh. but there's a general, I think one it's, you need to start showing consistency. Right. And I thought I was going to get docked some points because we were, <laughs> and I don't know if it's points or just like, just general, like awareness. Right. And the yeah, yeah. instructor trainer for our courses, Harlan, um, he's a phenomenal coach, phenomenal writer um, and super great guy. And we were at Bryce mountain, which is in West Virginia. And there's a lift. It's super slow, which was really nice because he would take the opportunity because we had, I think we had six people, but with him, it was seven. So he kind of said, Hey, if anyone wants to just sit with me on the lift, it was super slow lift. So he would kind of give everyone an idea of like how they were doing generally. So Mm -hmm. I, I had an idea that I was doing well, but I was also like, like, but does that mean I'm going to pass? I don't know. You yeah, know, yeah, so yeah, it was definitely yeah. stressful. Like three times.
2: <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like,
1: <laughs> so am I doing okay? Am I not doing yeah. okay? Um, yeah. But I thought I was going to, there was this one part of one of the trails where we just kind of, we were scoping it as a group and he coaches there. So he knows this trail, but he was trying to explain to us like how he might approach coaching a certain drop. And Mm -hmm. I thought, and then we were like, okay, everybody, he was like, okay, everybody, let's just roll this one. Cause it was a drop that had a catch on it like this Mm kind of, you know? And so he's like, all right, everybody, let's just roll down and we'll meet up. So those
0: of you listening, the catch is kind of like at the peak of the, 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 the drop. So instead of just being a.
1: Yeah. Just like a drop. It's like you roll it essentially.
0: Yeah. Right. Got it.
1: So. You know, I'm thinking, and I was in the back of the group, so everyone starts moseying down. People are rolling down the the little catch, and so I'm like, "Well, I'm just gonna drop it," because <laughs> everyone was gone. So yeah. I like went, and I was like, "Boo!" And I like went, I like dropped the hole, like cleared the wood, so I was like all excited. And he was Harlan was watching me like the whole time, and he like he saw me ride up, and he goes, "Rolling the drop, huh?" And I was just like, "Oh no." Like, then listen to the instructor trainer uh, am I gonna get in trouble but he said my form looked good so it's you know I'll
0: yeah, get there there you go yeah
1: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh no here I am not t- doing what I'm told
0: um, so do you think that the um the training aspect of your life regardless of what happens with your social media presence yeah. you think you'll always do that
1: Um, that's a great question. I think I'll always use it in some way. I don't know that I'll consistently, I don't know that I'll keep coaching. I love it. But at the same time, I think about impact and Mm -hmm. how much impact impact I can have coaching versus doing the content stuff. And so that's the struggle I have is, I think I'll, I'll want to keep my certifications like, um, up to date because I do think there's benefit to doing like special um guest coaching type situations where I go somewhere and I could coach and and I actually think for anyone out there who's like even interested in coaching, the certification courses you learn so much. It's it's super cool. I, I think it's even if it's you they have modules where you don't necessarily go for your certification. They're kind of like a a teaching module where you could just kind of go. Yeah. And you still have to pay but it's not as expensive as the certification. And you learn a lot through these things. And so I think that being a coach and going through the certification has made me a better rider because yeah. it's like understanding behind, it's like the understanding behind what we're doing. And it's pretty cool, mm-hmm. right? You like kind of clicks and it's it's really neat. And it also also being able to explain, you know, it. I try not, I'm not the kind of person who's gonna give trail advice to people on the trail, you know, like I'm not gonna be like, oh, you should be, you know, like I never yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah. Um, but if someone asks me, if someone's like, oh, you coach, like, what do you think? Or, or or what could I be doing different? I will happily, you know, say what I, you know, have learned and what I think. Mm -hmm. And, but, um, but yeah, I think it'll always play a role, but I do see a a future where I'm not coaching as much because I'm focused on the content. So
0: is that the angle for the long form? Like coaching with, with comedy?
1: Coaching with comedy. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Coaching with comedy, make it a little more fun and engaging and just silly. I want to start a series called Get Over It, (laughs) Mm -hmm. where essentially you're just getting over stuff. Like there are things that, and kind of teaching the technique to do something. Like maybe it's a log over, maybe it's, you know, a ledge. Like ledges are people that's a hang up for people, especially if you ride one type of terrain. And then you go out to Sedona and you're like, I have to get up that shelf. Like, how am I going to yeah. get up that? You know? And yeah, so yeah. teaching things like that and it, the whole series of get, over just get over just get over it. Get
2: over
1: it. <laughs> yeah. It's to get over things to get up yeah, and over yeah. things. And I think that could be really cool. And I I kind of want to make technical climbing sexy again. Um, uh-huh. You know, cause I think jumps and dry, you know, people love to see flow riding stuff, big jumps and whatnot but i think tech stuff is really cool like i love that kind of riding so
0: i'm um, 100 with you on the tech stuff i mean i I got a good buddy that loves jumping and like going fast and Mm -hmm. like one of my most favorite places that i've ridden we probably didn't go over 10 miles an hour the entire day you know And it's like I As tell him, I'm like, that's my kind Get of place in the planet, man, you gotta go. And he's like, oh, oh that man. doesn't sound fun at all. Like, <laughs> that,
1: that sounds like a trail out in Fruita or in uh, it's in Coco Pelli Trails. It's called More Fun. Have you heard yeah. of More Fun?
0: No, I haven't. Oh,
1: it's a trail. It's a. I want you to picture a bunch of microwaves thrown into the trail so it's just like these very square edged rocks just like yeah, the whole trail everywhere. so techie, um but yeah the whole like not going over th- i mean you might be going like two to three miles an hour on that yeah. not even who knows
0: yeah yeah you get a couple of spots where you hit like 10 and you're like dude all the <laughs> flying <form."> <laughs> flying <laughs> yeah, flying right like, now fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah 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 no that i i think that. Um, you know, as you're explaining your kind of like funny style teaching videos, in my mind, yeah. I like I see like the uh, the way that skits in short form mm. like give you like these funny comedic parts yeah. in like short bursts that mm-hmm. that could play really well into you telling this story of mm. like how to do something, and I think mm-hmm. um it's very proven that anything educational like like teaching people skill set is it 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 does very well on on the long form i I mean look at kyle and april like like Mm -hmm. kyle oh yeah like that's really what made kyle their channel blow up was them like teaching and right like phil totally that was his thing is teaching like people like you know people like jeff linoski that are like showing the skill set like so mm-hmm. I, I think that it's very proven. And I think that at the end of the day, anything funny is like relatable. So yep. like you would you could potentially have somebody who knows how to wheelie watch a wheelie how to wheelie video just because they know it's gonna be funny. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's gonna be yes. good. And um, so yeah, no, I think that I think that's a great idea. And I think that um, yeah. you, you have definitely the skill set for it. I mean, it's definitely been shown. How many followers do you have on Instagram now? Um,
1: seventy-eight thousand, I think.
0: Yeah. 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 You're doing great. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I've when when I think of short form content creators, the first three people that come to mind is you, Sebastian, and Joe. And so like yeah. I feel like like you guys in this space, and there's other people, you know, for sure, yeah. like like Brendan and you know, there, oh, there's yeah. definitely bunch of other people in in that space but you guys are the ones that like if i was on some game show and they're like name name, name." (laughs) me that's what's coming out you know yeah i uh,
1: i I am i'm flattered that's really nice thank you yeah so i think that
0: you guys are i think that you guys are like on that forefront you know of Mm -hmm. that i i i related it on a recent podcast with somebody else to like like how alex Brian and Seth kind of were, had this like trio yep. of like mountain bike POV, mm-hmm. like making it happen, and yep. and um, there's been lots of other great creators since then. Just like there will be in your space as well, but I think you guys are really in the in the in the beginning of it. So um, mm-hmm. that's awesome. You know, that's yeah. a really cool place to be. I'm sure. Totally. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where where um where do you want to see this go?
1: Like, no. you know, I I think. Oh, this is a great question. I think it's so funny. I say this, like, I know I talked about like the pacing and not caring so much about the numbers. But when you first start out, you just you start off and you're like, whoa, things are picking up. You're like, wow. And you're like 5000 followers. This, okay, cool. And then you're like, let's go to 10,000. And then you're like, once you're at 10,000, you're like, let's go 20. And then you get to 20. And you're like, 50. It just never ends. <laughs> you're just like constantly <laughs> like, what's the next benchmark, right? which I don't know if that's just part of being human of like, okay, well, what's next? Um, yeah. Obviously it'd be really cool to get to a hundred. I would really, like I said, love to focus on the YouTube stuff. And the other reason why, so I, I think I mentioned like my YouTube, I'm, I'm, I've start. I call it dirt scouts and it's dirt scouts with just the maker so that people understand it's with me at this point. I mean, I think this is one of those berm peak moments where, <laughs> you know, Seth, has such a history of being Seth with Seth's by Cax, right? And then at some point he changed it. And for me, I kind of wanted to start it. I wanted to start YouTube off just being Dirt Scouts because I kind of see it being more than just me, Mm -hmm. right? I don't want it to just be me. I don't want to, you know, do this by myself. So I um, would love to see more people, you know, float into the, into this, uh, and I don't know how that'll happen or, you yeah. know, maybe it'll depend on the segment or depend on whatever, but, um, you know, I think the biggest thing that I want that that channel to do is to kind of right, like still have the same sort of just the maker vibe of being approachable or relatable, kind of spread the stoke. Let's just have fun. Um, and but be comedic, right? So like I am an entertainer at heart. Like I am, mm-hmm. I like being funny and I like having that part of it. So um, yeah, I hope that that'll continue to grow. That I can get my get my butt into gear and you know put some more longer form videos together. I have a ton of ideas. Like right, like the ideas are a plenty. I get asked this a lot about, oh, is it hard coming up with ideas? No. The hard part is the execution part, like getting out there, filming it, editing it, right? Like taking the time to do the things. And right now, like when I need help, I pay people to help me. Um, I have a friend. Well, I don't pay Tony.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, But I do like if it's a if it's a if it's a bigger project with a client that's paying me a lot of money. I will hire a friend to help me film because I want it to be good. I want it to be, yeah. you know, so I, I do, I do like to pay other people too. So I see this as being like an opportunity to hire, you know, if I could build it to a point, like create more jobs and like, you know, so um and like support the I, ecosystem, right. The creator ecosystem.
0: Yeah. I think that's the uh, marketing um creative, the, the, the background that you have in the like, nine to five Mm. world i think Mm. is where that's coming from you know like yeah i've done rebrands with you know firms that i've worked with and um it was one of those things that really made me realize like how much you know a logo means you know or like like Mm -hmm. a name like that was one of those things that when i started like i put a lot of time into because just like you my idea of biker in i would love it to be like there's 10 creators on here it's just mm-hmm. the biker channel you know and that's part of the name yeah. the reason i named it that way was so that it could get that way um yeah i didn't think that i would become biker like yeah <laughs> but it, it happened i was like oh oh okay i didn't know i would need it okay but um, <laughs> but yeah no that's i mean i think that's good awesome. for forethought you know but yeah. i also think that like yeah, I mean, if you want it to be more, like, it makes more sense. That, that mm-hmm. I hear I hear you there. Do you yeah. think that you could have, like, a separate, like, just the maker on YouTube just for, like, your short-form content instead? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I've been, well, I've been posting it to the same, like, to Dirt Scouts. And I think my, I think that my, I don't even know if you call it a handle on YouTube, but it is still just the maker. So I kind of yeah, see yeah, Dirt, yeah, Dirt Scouts it. being kind of, like, the overarching like brand but i'm just part of it and i'll still post some short form stuff there too yeah
0: so interesting yeah, yeah I, I find it really interesting that you don't like lean in on at least what you're doing <laughs> with just the maker and yeah do that on like youtube like you're still like really separating it as a, like a separate thing i know i like am, joe I grew am. up On YouTube. Because (laughs) Because
1: of of his. I know. I'm writing a note right now. Look, I'm writing, just do it. And I know, Joe, if he was listening right now, he would be probably fuming mad because he's been telling me this for. um, It's literally
0: the same advice that you gave like a few minutes ago get out of your own way. Yes. (laughs) I literally
1: gave this advice to everybody else. But I guess who's not? This is like the shoe cobbler's kids go without shoes situation where I'm like, you know, and I know, and yeah, I need to just continue to. I, you know what, I did post something to YouTube Shorts today, so, yeah, you know, good job, good job me.
2: <laughs> no,
1: you're right though. I need to, I need to stop. I need to get out of my own way and
2: just, you know, we. It's right, really lean interesting.
0: In. I mean, so you post on TikTok, you post on Instagram. I do, yeah. Like, and I, and obviously, you've been doing some on YouTube. Yeah. Like, do you feel like why is the engagement so different in the different places? What do you think?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Probably because that I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer to that.
0: I TikTok is weird. I I don't even know. I don't even know if I could speak to TikTok. Um, I remember talking to Sebastian a a long time ago when first time I had him on the Biker Bar. He was like getting started. Let's just say, right? Mm -hmm. And he would say then that like TikTok, he got way more views on TikTok. Like he, he thought TikTok was like the. The, the, thing. the thing that was going to be you know right. and i would say that he's probably leaning a different direction now i mean yes. he's going to be on next week yes. so i have to
2: ask him oh yeah but um
0: um but uh I, I don't know it's just it seems like like you can post something on an instagram and let's just say it gets like 10,000 right let's just right. pick a number and it could be like 50 on tiktok you know, or, but like, it could go the other way around too, where it's like, oh, a hundred thousand on TikTok and, and, you know, 5,000 on Instagram. Like what, did you feel like when, like, were you growing them both at the same time? Not really. No, No, I wasn't growing. That was another thing.
1: I do kick myself a little bit for like, not, that's the other thing. If That's helpful for anybody is, you know, it's not that much more effort to just Post to these other platforms, I will, it's, it's work, it still takes time. And of course they're all a little bit different with like their actual in-app like features and whatnot. It's frustrating at times, but I will say like that was something I definitely was like, oh, I should have been doing that that whole time. And I think that is something that disheartens me a little bit because I hadn't. And I'm like, you know, and so I think because I'm like giving a lot of attention and time into the thing that's doing really well, I sort of, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. it kind of gets put on the back burner.
0: But and you for have a while, there, in that format already. Oh, like, oh, yeah.
2: Really there's no excuse, Robert, yeah. There's no excuse, Robert. There's no, there's
1: zero excuse. It's just pure, probably laziness or yeah. forgetfulness. Cause sometimes I, you know, I I do read a lot about times to post when someone like the, the, the YouTube out, you know, when people are mostly YouTubing, it's different times than Instagram reels. Right. So, like, I would say to myself, okay, I'm going to post the reel. Usually I do that in the morning and then I'll be like, I'll post the same thing, but I'm going to post it at two o'clock PM on YouTube shorts. But then what happens is I forget.
0: <laughs> so, so I'm going to give no- you advice. Okay. Yes. Give me all the advice. YouTube you can schedule. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I don't know about TikTok, but you can I'm schedule on down.
2: YouTube. I know.
0: So so you can upload it and then you can say when you want it to go. Schedule it. Jess. Yeah.
1: I wrote it big yeah. on
0: my notepad. Okay. I was, l- I was listening to um Carl <laughs> Warner's podcast a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. He Sebastian on, and Sebastian mentioned that he posts to Snapchat too. I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. Snapchat had like a a like this type of situation going on. Like I thought, it was just filters for like making like make you look like a dog and send. It to I thought friend. that too. <laughs> I
1: never got into the Snapchat thing, so I feel because you know there
0: was these, like huge bonuses and stuff like that they were giving. Oh man, like it was crazy. Like I forgot yeah, about I, that. I remember he. I wonder if he's still doing that. You'll have to ask him when he's on next week. Yeah, if he's still,
1: still doing that because that's very interesting. He's very, he is such like I, him and his brother the way they do all the things they do, it's fascinating. Like they've really got it figured out and they're, they're also just awesome guys. I don't know. Every yeah. time I've interacted with them and hung out, they're just really cool and kind humans. So
0: yeah. 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 I've ridden with them a few times and then obviously just, you know, bumped into them at events and stuff like that. So it, they're definitely, um, they, they're they putting the work in. So they deserve the, you know, where they're at for sure. So oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. Just like you though. I mean, honestly, oh, thanks. Like, yeah, I yeah. It. we're just about two hours and wow,
2: uh,
1: that yeah. flew by.
0: Yeah, even...
1: it's, it's definitely You're um, right.
0: I appreciate you taking the time though. Honestly, yeah, like your time is valuable course. and it means a lot to me that, 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 um, that you saw value in coming on the biker bar and, and being part of, of this. So I definitely yeah. appreciate that. I always yeah, ask people yeah. at the end of the show like what kind of stuff they like to watch on like <laughs> YouTube or whatever, whether it is actually biking oh, yeah. or not it doesn't matter. So sometimes you come up with some some newer channels or something like that. You're like, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So what are you into?
1: Um,
0: okay. So weirdly, I watch, well, not weirdly.
1: Obviously, I watch a lot of different mountain biking things, and I totally for like when you mentioned Kyle and April, like I love their stuff too. And they they've spent some decent time in Bentonville. So um they're they're a great. Um, they're great humans and I enjoy their content as well. but like outside of mountain biking, I watch a lot of like random cooking things, dog training videos. I watch a lot of dog training videos. there's this guy Zach, I forget the name of his channel um but I follow his videos a lot. and then I also watch a lot of Jimmy Fallon. I like oh. I like comedy so I like watch I don't know why I just enjoy his comedy. Quite a bit, and um, and so I'll watch like clips from yeah. like the show, like you know, and
0: try. To I feel like else, he's like question. killing it on that show, like oh. in a way that like like yes. nobody else did before, you know. Where it's yes. like, dude, this guy's got it figured out, you know?
1: Yeah, he's got it figured out. I watch Hot Ones every now and then too, like just that Hot interview super style, fun. super fun, and just like they just had it like he just had the entire like in sync. Like he had everyone from InSync on, it was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Like I just he had yeah, a cook I, on
0: though, like right before that. Like if you're into cooking, who was it that oh that um got on? It was the guy from um Bobby Bobby, Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, was yeah. really good too. That I was, love that show. Yeah. I feel like it's such a cool premise, you know. Yeah, it is. So. Like what a cool thing to see,
1: like just something you never would have thought, you know, like would be a thing, yeah. and it is, and it blew up
0: and so cool yeah 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 no that's awesome yeah well once again really truly appreciate
2: you yeah, well, taking the time so to much. sit down
0: and hang out with us yeah. anybody out there that hasn't heard of just the maker you can go look her up on instagram or tiktok uh, she's got a facebook page and a youtube no. channel as well. <laughs> so you, wait
1: you, wait facebook i i like i think you group i mean i oh i don't really have a group but i mean yeah you can go find oh. me on there if you want uh i, I, I kind of forgot did. about it And then I saw the little, I saw the little, uh, the little icon. I was like, oh crap, Facebook forgot about you. You know, I just do Um, this
0: little search and it's like, yeah, it popped out, but I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I did see you had a Twitter, but I was like, this hasn't been used for a while. No, no I use threads (laughs) though.
1: I do. I did start using threads. So I'm doing threads. It's like Instagram's version of Twitter. So, and oh, then, okay. you know, so yeah, you should check all it out. These it's things
0: we have to keep up with.
1: I know. It's like <laughs> one more extra thing, but yeah. It's check like out I words. need a
0: whole screen on my my iPhone just for all, uh, these. <laughs> all these random Posting things. Yeah. yeah. Right?
1: Well, thank you yeah. so much for having me on, yeah. Robert. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everyone who listened yeah. in. And yeah, you can find me on Instagram if you have any
0: questions or yeah. Happy to um, so Instagram, yeah. TikTok, and YouTube. Let's keep it to that. Yeah. And, yeah. If, <laughs> and, and if you're interested in making making some other other uh, uh, content with her, like you're you're a company or something like that. Hit yeah. up just the maker.com. She's got all the information over there. Really nice. good site, well put together. And um, well. thank you, everybody. Honestly, if you're on Instagram following Jess and you haven't followed me, please do that as well. It makes me happy to see those numbers grow, <laughs> and I like being happy. So yes, anyway, yeah, exactly. I like being happy too.
2: Yeah. Right? And if you just <laughs> want to Aww. do something
0: for free, remember it only takes a bike to be a biker. So get out and be one.
2: Ah, yeah. well.